Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cut and Splice. This is Matt speaking. This is Gil. And this is Jason. And we've got the Oscars coming up. So, Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, this has been kind of a big year for movies. Uh, I personally think that we've had a relatively good year for movies, uh, possibly because the unspecified virus of unknown origins pushed a few of them back a, a year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> We're going there. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we've kind of got a stacked, uh, a stacked year when it comes to movies. And I, yeah, I think we all thought that it would be a, a good idea to give a brief overview of what we thought about, uh, the movies that are looking for statues, uh, this Sunday. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Kick us off. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm frustrated uh, by what got nominated and what didn't. So what 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 those were? I think before saying anything, I should just mention that I think I uh, Matt was mentioning that he had stuff he still wanted to see. I'm sure we all had stuff we, that we didn't get to, but I feel grossly unprepared this year. I, I there's so many movies I still haven't seen yet. We only have as of this recording, we have what um, four days, five days, something like that. Yeah, no, it's um, uh, that would be a good start. It's kind of talking about what we've seen and haven't seen. I've kind of made it my mission in recent years. I don't know for what reason, but I basically do my best to watch all the Best Picture nominees because I feel like that's the best bet to cover a lot of the categories. Totally agree. Um, that's what I try to do as well. But at the same time, I don't want to be uh, dogmatic about it because let's face it, the the top movies are not always the top movies and i did veer off from the list uh, like i watched some of the other movies that i just thought would be interesting and did end up being nominated for other things or not so you know i watched more than just the the 10 but yeah it's not easy uh, it's uh, you have to be highly motivated to to do that uh, how many of the 10 did you watch did you get all of them uh, all, all 10 yeah no oh, we we just finished reach, uh, watching uh, king richard um like a couple of days ago i think and uh, nice. Yeah, that was the last one. The funny thing is, I'm exactly the opposite. Uh, I think the movies that I missed were all the ones that went that went straight to streaming. Everything that got a theatrical release within driving distance of where I live, I saw. Anything that went straight to streaming, that was something that I just kind of checked out of because I don't take it seriously. Hmm. Uh, well, I think I, um, all of them I, I, were. Hmm? Uh, uh, Coda never was uh, released. Coda is a, yeah, it's an Apple. It's an Apple movie. I, I'm not right. sure if it was released on. I'm sure it was. I think it's supposed to be released on some theaters to be nominated. Uh, but um, yeah, but never near me. Uh, Drive my car was never released near me. Everything else I saw. Uh, oh, oh, oh wait, I I didn't see. Don't look up, but that just looked like a complete dumpster fire. So, um, <laughs> wow, it kind of it kind of wasn't a good way in a bad way, but uh, okay, uh, uh, it was supposed to yeah. be a dumpster fire in a way. Um, <laughs> oh. But um, 
but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's a reason not to see the movies if they're streaming, unless, of course, Coda. You know, I get it if you don't have Apple TV and and they don't have the option to say rent it yeah. for like four dollars, then yeah, I understand not making the effort. Yeah, we just um we got the trial for a week for Apple TV and we just watched Coda and uh, Tragedy of Macbeth. <laughs> and Chris, uh, that, is that the only place you can see that for uh, that one? I think so. I'm not sure. There's sometimes uh, they should give the option of just renting the movie on iTunes, even if it's an Apple movie. You gotta g- give us like an alternative. You can't just force us to subscribe. I mean, you know, even if you subscribe for a month, it's probably worth seeing two movies for the price of um, you know, five ninety nine, whatever it is. But I just feel like it's kind of silly. They should really give an alternative for people that want to just. I'm gonna. A la I'm carte. hoping it's on the red box or something like that because uh, th- that's one of the two movies I want to see the most. Uh, Which between one? now now and Sunday, I want to see the Macbeth one and uh, Belfast and uh, and to a slightly lesser extent the King Richard one. Belfast is uh, is up for rent on like Prime, I think. So yeah. I'm not yeah. worried about finding Belfast. I'm worried about finding the Macbeth movie. Yeah. Oh, Macbeth. Yeah, I think it's just Apple TV, so it's worth checking if there's an alternative streaming or what's what's going on there. But uh, that one is only cinematography, I think, and, and acting, right? Well, like as I did, far as... you guys yeah. talked about it the other day, and I just really want to see it. <laughs> oh, it's no, worth I, seeing. I mean, yeah, yeah it, it's a cynicism, and... It, it, it's well acted. It's uh, beautifully shot by Bruno De Bonnell. Uh, uh, I still wouldn't pick it for best cinematography. It's probably my second choice, but yeah, uh, it, it's really well done. Uh, okay. Which would be uh, your first? West Side Story, easily. Hands down. That's uh, no it's, it's a good looking movie. And, and obviously, the camera work is incredible. But you know what? I that's 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 a good thing to bring up, a uh, subject of conversation, because there's always that. I think the lighting is better in Tragedy of Macbeth, but the camera work is better in West Side Story, and and I guess rightfully so. The Academy tends to reward lighting more than camera work because camera work is a director's job, mostly depending on the director, and and lighting is almost always unless it's David Fincher. Uh, almost exclusively like a cinematographer's job. Um, that's why Pan's Labyrinth beat out Children of Men and, you know, um, other. Yeah. Cinematography is one of the only uh, categories where I actually have seen most of them. I've seen three out of the five. Um, I do. I I think I'll be able to squeeze West Side Story in before Sunday. And um, I don't know, like, like, as I just said, I'm not so sure about Tragedy of Macbeth, but I did see the other three. Um, so I don't know, uh, out of those three, I'd, uh, I don't know. I'd probably give it to Dune, but, um, yeah, Dune was I mean, uh, good looking. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen all five and look, I mean, this is one of those cases where I, I can tell you what I think should win and what I think will win. And it's going to be entirely different. Uh, it's always that way I, with the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I, I mean, like West Side Story 100% should win. Dune and Tragedy of Macbeth, if they win, I won't throw a hissy fit about it. <laughs> I think that I, I I think that the power of the dog will win and it should not. Yeah. So it'll be I think I, I that is that is, that is the <laughs> lowest tier 
of these nominees. Uh, it, it, I, 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 you don't get to win the Oscar for Best Cinematography when 70% of your job was split between God and the VFX department. <laughs> and that's that what the power of the dog was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All of the gorgeous shots in that movie were either provided by, uh, you know, gorgeous landscape shots of New Zealand, which looks nothing the fuck like Montana, by wow. the way. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling we're going to go there too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and clouds moving over the landscape that were clearly created in post because the clouds that were actually in the shot were not moving and they were thick. And in order to get those clouds moving, you would actually have to have thinner clouds and you know all, all that basic physics. Uh, and then everything that the cinematographer actually had to light actually looked like shit. Yeah, no, so, I, I, gotta, I gotta admit, like that movie, I, I don't know what they're the music is great and it's a decent movie it's definitely not the best movie of the year but the cinematography was not that amazing like it was adequate but it, it was not stellar by any stretch of the imagination i would actually rank it yeah f fifth out of the five nominees yeah. mm. i mean i mean nightmare alley looked cool uh yeah i, 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 I mean the tragedy of Vic beth was evocative it was uh it it it, it kind of reminded me of like some of the old uh german expressionist like si uh, silent films that you know were just black uh, uh, I, when we talk about black and white we usually talk about well it's gray for the most part no it's black and white it, it is literally black and white there isn't a lot of gray in this it's black and white and that was awesome. I thought uh, Spencer Lewis was better than Nightmare Alley and Power of the Dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, oh, but, yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. That, but that's, again, you know, that's the same thing. It's the camera work is way more incredible than the lighting. The lighting that's is That's true. Good. I did like the camera work a lot. But the I camera have. work is what made that movie. But, yeah, I think it deserved the nomination. I would totally bump uh, Power of the Dog or Nightmare Alley for that movie uh, it's actually i think it's yeah it's only well, like up for acting i think and yeah you know. yeah uh, uh, oh by the way uh, well first of all when it comes to spencer that was shot on 16 millimeter Ooh, i didn't know that and i don't think that there's ever been a movie that was shot entirely on 16 millimeter that has won an oscar for cinematography uh, somebody can correct me if i'm wrong but yeah, Spencer was one of my favorite movies of the year. It was one of my favorite looking movies of the year. And holy shit, Kristen Stewart blew my brain out with her performance <laughs> in that movie. Like she she was really good. <laughs> uh I think it's definitely uh, her best performance I've seen. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, she should so, definitely win. Hopefully, she does. I mean, it's uh, it's it's captivating stuff, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, cinematography. So we we wrapped it up. Uh, yes. It's an important <laughs> category between me and Matt. And, and uh, we we got we got Matt's little little uh, cinematography rant out of it too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
Uh, well, I, I, actually, I, can I, I, I ask, like, the, why, why, why the sure, West Side no. Story? Like, why, why is that your favorite specifically? Like, what specifically about it? It's edgy. It's gritty. It fits the story perfectly. It's one of those things where I remember when some of the reports were coming out that Spielberg was going to direct a, a new version of West Side Story that he was going to shoot it on 70 millimeter. And I got kind of excited about that. And then I watched the movie and of course it was shot 35 millimeter anamorphic. And I'm like, no, this, this would have been terrible if it were shot 70 millimeter. It would have been terrible if it were shot digitally because I mean, there, there is a glamor element to the story, but most of it is kind of dirty, grainy, imperfect. And so the fact that they made all these decisions to shoot it with those lenses, with those film stocks, and, you know, embrace the imperfections of the mediums. And, I mean, like, if I were to stretch and say that there was one thing that I found wrong with the cinematography and West Side Story is that they might have gone to jj abrams a few times with the lens flares yeah a few times <laughs> I, I yeah a, a few times but it's all driving toward what the movie is actually about in terms of like the core of what these characters lives are i think that janusz kaminski knocked this out of the park and i i think that he should win his third oscar for it I don't know. I mean, my I two cents about it. Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, no, go for it. No, I was just going to say, to me, it just felt overlit. Like, I, I like the saturation. I like the color scheme. I like that they, yeah, that, that it was colorful but gritty. Like, it, it was very thought through, the look. And the camera work is fantastic. I mean, because it's Spielberg. But it was overlit. There's like, double shadows at times and and everything is backlit while we're like outside but the sun is like overhead <laughs> you know it's it's like you know we're outside but they have like three different light sources on their faces um i, I get it like that that was the style they were going for but i i would have turned it like down a notch just a notch uh to just make it um not as as hyper surreal as far as the look of it but it's kind of funny because tragedy of macbeth you, you could look at that movie and say like oh that's overlit like over dramatized but no that actually is very like it's specific one light one light source like one effect one shadow like it's it's not like let's just spray lights all over the the lens the the frame yeah. the faces like it's just a bit too chaotic but it's i get that it's a chaotic movie so maybe that's what they're going for yeah, I mean, that's actually kind of interesting because there are scenes in Tragedy of Macbeth where they're, I, I mean, the lighting doesn't make any damn sense. But, it, it, I mean, like, if you actually think about it, it just looks cool. And it's not, but it's it. not chaotic. It's very, uh, right. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's very deliberate. Yeah. Uh, you've, you've got one light and you're just going with that one light. Uh, and, 
you know that yeah that's something that the tragedy of Macbeth has over West Side Story uh, and, and I'm not saying that it's uh, like yeah. for the right movie you can do whatever you want like it shouldn't all be the same it's just that right. it rubbed me the wrong way like because it felt overlit like I, I liked some of the flaring some of the shafts of light coming through windows and stuff those things were cool I just don't need the outdoors to be overlit you know uh, it's uh, even Sergio Leone movies were like so overly lit in the outdoors. And this felt worse than that, <laughs> you know? Um, so, so that's why it's like, if, if they went Sergio Leone over the top, then we got a problem. They went too far. So uh, yeah, but, but you know, but, but it's, again, it's a preference. I don't, I'm, I don't, I didn't say it was a bad looking movie, uh, but I definitely think the best part of the, cinematography was the camera work which is all spielberg yeah yeah i, I mean obviously I kaminsky needs to make his lighting work within that which is extremely difficult so i give him all the credit <laughs> for that <laughs> it's kind of funny because you just jumped in and uh took the words right out of my mouth yeah uh <laughs> so, no, i'm acknowledging uh, that yeah. everything yes um yeah uh yeah it, it Again, as far as I'm concerned, if West Side Story, The Tragedy of Macbeth, or Dune win, I, I'm I'm for happy cinematography. Uh, for cinematography. Yes, uh, I I prefer West Side Story. I, I I love Greg Frazier. I mean, Greg Frazier is like one of the great innovators of cinematography in our day and age uh you know he just shot the batman well he didn't just shoot the batman the batman just got released and i mean he's making digital cinematography actually look good in a way that i never would have thought to make digital cinematography look good and i wouldn't mind seeing him win for that either but uh yeah i just don't give it to the power of the dog. I, and also, don't don't give Benedict Cumberbatch best actor for the power of the dog. I, 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 actually, this, this is a segue. Another thing about having lived in Montana for a year, Benedict Cumberbatch does a, a good, like, generic American accent, but he only does the same American accent every time he plays an American. And he sounds nothing like a Montanan. I, I, in fact, nobody in the movie sounds like a, a, a Montanan. Benedict Cumberbatch, I, I mean, obviously, I, I've got my shrill, heavenly Woody Allen voice, so I can't really do the Benedict Cumberbatch impression. I, I, you know, like, you know, <laughs> hey, everybody, let's get naked and take a swim down by the creek. He didn't uh, say that in the movie. Well, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> he might have said it in, in his head. The character. I, I, I know. I, I know he didn't say that in the movie, but I mean, uh, Montana. That's in the uh, spoof like... that Matt's gonna do of Power of the Dog. <laughs> no, hey, that's right. it's, in the, it's in the deleted scene that we don't know about. Yet. Yeah. Hey, everybody! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, should be like, Towley should come there. It's like, yeah. Does anybody need a towel? But, <laughs> <laughs> no, I can see that. <laughs> Does anyone want to get his dick sucked by a towel? <laughs> but uh, no. <laughs> but uh, Montana oh, sounds more uh, 
Montanans sound more like, hey, y'all want to take a dip down by the creek? Yeah. Yeah, and, I'm, and, sure, I'm sure she could. Uh, I, they could have um, gone a bit uh, more hardcore on the accents and stuff. Right. Yeah. Like nobody did that in the movie. Nobody made any effort to make it authentic. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, nobody wore a fucking gun in yeah. the movie. Yeah, well, you know, it's, uh, it was like Montana. yeah, it was it was like early like 1900s, right? It wasn't like 1800s or anything. No, it was 1922 Montana. Yeah, so that that wasn't like the wild wild west. It was just like cowboy time, like but but not uh, yeah, more modern. Yeah, but, I, I mean, come on, like ranchers. <laughs> yeah, people wore guns back then. People <laughs> still do wear guns in a lot of parts of this town, or yeah. mean, this, this country. I mean, sorry, but, uh, but yeah. maybe that's a good lead up into you know like to get into the best picture, and, and we can touch on other categories as we go. Because, yeah, I mean, Empower the Dog is the elephant in the room, the dog in the room, because it's, it's there's like a very strong push to make it win, which I don't know why. I, I don't know if it's just the producers doing it or, or it's the whole industry because of Jane Campion or something. But uh, I'd say nobody said that Jane Campion needs to win Best Picture. Like, I, did the piano win Best Picture? I, I don't remember. I'm not sure. Um, I'll look it up. Yeah, look it up. But but um, I think it's I guess because she's nominated for best director too, which she shouldn't win. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's weird that like the the push that this movie has, and I understand why a lot of people are pissed off about it because it feels like it's almost too. It's like they're writing a script for this of like some of these Oscars. Yeah. Um, like where I, I guess Matt, have, have you seen most of the nominees? Like the best picture? I've seen most of them. Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen all of them, but most of them. Uh, uh, it'll be interesting. Won, yeah. She she won uh, best director and best writing for the piano. But not the best Oscar? picture? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, it didn't win best picture? Uh, not according to IMDb. Uh, oh. No, the... Let me look uh, at it. Oh, jeez. Um, why does IMDb... What's it called? The piano? the piano? Yeah, the piano. Why, why does it was IMDb... Be, it was better than The Power of the Dog. <laughs> 1993? Uh, I, I think it was... Uh, oh, jeez. It was the year that Schindler's List came out. So, of oh. course, it does oh. win. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Um, so, in any case, yeah. if that's what it is, yeah. But in any case, uh, she won director, right? She won she? director and writer. Oh, oh, wait, no, no, Spielberg won. What, oh, okay. what the hell is IMDb doing to me? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because that's, uh, I guess that's, that's the push because they won, like, uh, you know, I mean, it, it didn't like Catherine are, Bigelow, best director. Yeah, yeah case, she, you, are you saying back when you say earlier? Locker, no? Yeah, for the Hurt Locker. Yeah. I yeah. think she, she might have been nominated for the, the other one too. No, because I Seriously. don't know if it's some. Yeah, go ahead. Zero Dark Thirty. Seriously, oh, I'm I, I'm looking at Jane Champion's page, and it says Academy Awards winner Oscar Best Writing Screenplay written directly for the screen, The Piano, and Best Director, The Piano. Oh, oh crap! No uh, nominee right. only. Or? Yeah, she she was nominated for director. She won writer. Okay, I, I was it. wrong. IMDb okay. was right. 
but, or <laughs> at, at least IMDb is is saying that IMDb is right. Uh, so. I am the B okay. says that I am the B because I am the B says. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in any case, yeah, it is funny how IMDb plays a big part of this show, like the ratings, the the searching for information. It's this is what it's for. Yes. Um, yeah. In anywho, thank you, IMDb. You should sponsor Indeed. the show. <laughs> Please. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, like it's it's definitely interesting what's going on there as far as like trying to push for it. But if if I were to rank, try to rank these movies, that could lead into what we think about them. I I, I think Power of the Dog. I might have I have it. I think Power of the Dog, Coda, Don't Look Up, and Nightmare Alley. <laughs> I think all those I pretty much put at the bottom. Like, I, I think it's in segments. And then I feel like movies that surprised me were actually like I'll put Drive My Car in between the bottom list and then the movies that surprised me because because Drive My Car, it's like three hours. It's based on a short story, but it feels like it was based on a novel. It's just way too long and not in a good way. Uh, did you see it, man? I did not. Okay, yeah, so I was the only one who was uh, put through that. Um, <laughs> it's it's good. It's interesting. It's almost play-like, and it's about a playwright. But it's not. it should not be a Best Picture nominee. There's nothing about it that's... Um, it's as if somebody took Power of the Dog and made it into a four-hour movie. <laughs> you know, it's, oh, my it's just, God. It's like it's it, it did not need to be three hours. It, that same story could have been told in two hours. But but I guess they were just having this slow crawl idea and trying to have some sort of impact by that on, on the uh, as a story. But it's it's like about loss and and love. And it's 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 interesting, but it really didn't need to be that long. And, and I get it. You want to make that movie? That's cool. I just don't think it should be a Best Picture nominee. But but that's my take on it. It's 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 worth watching for what it is. But I I, I actually barely barely think so. And I'll come back to it as far as like the best foreign picture. Um, but yeah. And then and then the movies that su- pleasantly surprised me were Belfast, West Side Story. I wasn't that surprised because it was Spielberg. But you know, could have gone either way. Yeah. And King, and King Richard definitely surprised me i i really like it was like ah oh, will smith in the biopic i wasn't sure about it but then after it got really good reviews we made sure to see it we finished it a couple of days ago and it's it's pretty good i might actually put will smith i totally understand why people want him to win best actor it's it's of all the nominees i feel like he's he's the most not himself he's the he's doing the most acting <laughs> i feel like of all the the <laughs> nominees uh, and he he pulls it off pretty well, but yeah. And then and then Dune Dune is good, but I I borderline think it shouldn't have been nominated. They could have waited for the second part. But I guess they're doing the whole Lord Lord of the Rings where they'll nominate this, they, it won't win, but maybe it'll win for the second part if it's any good. Yeah, and um and that pretty much li- li- leaves like my choice would be Licorice Pizza. I, I think it's the best movie of the ten. And uh, and I would like to say I was pleasantly surprised, but I, I obviously always have high expectations for Paul Thomas Anderson movies. But I was uh, really concerned about, you know, like I, I didn't know where it was going to go. And, and then once I realized that the movie was trying to be funny, I was like, oh, boy, 
is this like an inherent vice stuff of things going to happen? But it's like, no, it's a charming movie and it's got so much going for it. And it's, and it also has a lot of like layers underneath the surface. The more I thought about it and I was like, yeah, I gotta say it's the best one, at least of that list. I, I think it's the best movie on that list. So that's kind of like my, my, uh, overall view of the nominees mm -hmm. what about uh, you matt I, I know you saw a bit more than jason <laughs> I, uh, I i'm i agree with you about licorice pizza i i i think that that is the best movie on the list belfast isn't that far of a second for me there are a few reasons for that. Uh, I mean, it, it feels, it's odd for me to say this as somebody who is in, entirely cold, calculated and emotionless that it's, a, a, that it's art from the heart. Like it, it really resonates with you as something that is deeply personal and deeply, calculated and emotive and for the most part beautifully shot i i had some issues with the cinematography but you know it, you know it 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 hits you in the gut in the best possible way that was something special after that yeah i think it's west side story i i don't think that king richard really resonated with me in the way that it did with you it, no, I don't think it it's was, tremendous. I just think that it was better yeah. than average. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. In, in that case, maybe it did resonate with you. I just said pleasantly level. surprised. Like, I had like very right. low expectations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, Dune was gorgeous, but uh, it has the Empire Strikes Back problem of not having an ending. That's um, the least of its problems. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, it's it's a bit I, more. It feels like actually more like the 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 first Lord of the Ring movie was like we still have much to walk yeah. to. So like that leaves it like I, that. I, I'm Go. I'm glad you're with me, Sam. Cut uh, cut to the credits. Like what the fuck did I just watch for three hours? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first uh, the first one is problematic, but they fixed it in the second one. Yeah, but I I agree with you that licorice be. <laughs> That licorice pizza is my my pick for best picture. I'll quickly say about Belfast. Yeah, I do. What I appreciate about it is that it's Kenneth Branagh doing a movie differently. Like, because I've seen other yeah. of his movies, like the Thor, and uh, I didn't see the the whodunit ones that he's been doing lately. But I'm sure those look nothing um, like Belfast. Like just no, the fact no. that he, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just the fact that he like went and did like a almost like an art house movie, black and white, and it's got like some great angles and and camera movement. Some of it is a bit he's trying too much, but but some of it really works. Like the compositions and stuff is like, wow, this is like different. Like and it's it's not what he does. Like just just like kind of bring it from like out of nowhere and say like yeah i'm gonna make like a small intimate movie and it's gonna look nothing like any of my other projects not everybody can pull that off you know yeah i know belfast was when it, 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 as far as i'm concerned belfast was the movie that solidified kenneth Branagh as a real director 
I, I mean, I've loved a lot of his films in the past. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of his full text, four hour, 20 minute Hamlet. I love Henry V. I love all of his Shakespeare adaptations. Uh, not a huge fan of Sleuth. Uh, that that was kind of a, a misstep on his part. Uh, I am not a fan of Death on the Nile uh, uh, or uh, Murder on the Orient Express. But Belfast, uh, I I think that he finally made something that really meant something to him, and it really showed. Uh, if you liked, if you loved a lot of his older stuff, what what was it about those that made you think that that doesn't really qualify him as like a great director or something? Oh, or however it was, you just phrased that. I I, I think I'm jumping off of something that Gil said where he was breaking from his mold. Okay. Uh, I, I, I think that he was kind of, uh, okay. Let, like, let's, let's put it this way. Like Henry V, he's dealing with Shakespeare. Uh, and that's where he kind of got into the whole theater. Let's do a, let's do a bunch of long shots let's uh get all the dialogue and the monologues out and show that everybody really has all the shakespearean dialogue down and you know put it on the screen and that's all we need and then he makes uh, uh dead again and he breaks from that and it's i i, I know that adam kissel liked it uh, you know at columbia but it, it's kind of a piece of shit movie it's it's really <laughs> not good <laughs> and you know uh, you, you know then he comes back and he makes uh, you know a few projects later he makes hamlet mega budget movie shoots it on 70 millimeter looks great there are a few production prob uh, problems that we can bring up in a later episode if people want to hear about it uh but uh, again he goes back to that formula of long takes you know we're we're just putting shakespeare's vision on the screen and uh but i, I mean he did make a lot of really good decisions in that movie that did deviate from the original vision of shakespeare being that you know, uh, it, it was clearly set a couple centuries after Shakespeare's death, but you know, okay, move on. <laughs> you know, Thor, I, I, I'm trying to abridge was awesome. this. Awesome. I, I, right. I'm, I'm trying to abridge this because I could literally talk <laughs> for an hour about Kenneth Brown's career. Uh, <laughs> I think you can talk uh, about anything for an hour. But no. yeah. I think we all uh, can. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, Thor was pretty good. You know, Thor's, yeah, you could even say that it's great. But I, I mean, a lot of the CG looked pretty, like CG. Yeah, uh, they weren't hiding it. You know, I mean, there was nothing. I mean, it was, it was, it was a really fun movie, but it wasn't special. And, and then. Again, you, you go back to a movie like Sleuth, which was a remake, and that was just awful. 
And then finally he makes Belfast, which is just a movie that comes from him. It is not something that he's just, he's no longer a traffic cop in this movie. He wrote it. He made it like, I, I mean, he, he birthed it out of his urethra and gave it to the world. And it's a good wow. thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think I'll agree. I mean, Thor, he was trying to do something like, a, you know, like, a, and it was picked up even later on with, um, you know, by uh, what's his face in Ragnarok or whatever. Like uh, what Yeah. Yeah. Like the whole humorous tone and, and just, um, having a sense of humor about it, but not in the Iron Man way. It, it was almost like self-aware. This whole thing is very silly. And Thor being a fish out of water thing, he he brought something to that. Um, but yeah, Belfast is uh, is where he no longer, I, I wouldn't want to say that he was a traffic cop before. He had like a, a, a style, but he was kind of a chameleon, chameleon. But maybe that's what it is, is that he doesn't have a specific style, that he's able to be kind of a chameleon, which is not easy to you know, for most directors, he's just a talented person. And Belfast is really where I feel like he spreads his wing as a creative director. Like, yeah. And that's why I say there's actually shots there is like, ah, you went a bit too far there, Brana. <laughs> like, he, you can see him trying too hard at times. But uh, overall, like, the, he had like a whole deep focus thing there with the compositions and, you know, like, it's cool st- you don't see that like uh, in every movie nowadays so i was like that's very interesting and it makes sense for the story and it's like you know s- small spaces so you like you know put characters on top of each other like in the background in the foreground a lot of interesting stuff that like none of that is in his movies so the like late in his career all of a sudden out of nowhere like do this movie and, and it's close to a slam dunk it's admirable for sure well, I guess I'll just have to see it. Yeah, it's not perfect. It's just, it's close. Yeah. Uh, in any case, what about you, Jason? Which ones did you uh, end up seeing? Out of the Best Picture nominations, uh, nominees, I should say, um, the only ones that I've seen so far were uh, Don't Look Up, Dune, Nightmare Alley, and Power of the Dog. And um, I have to say that frustratingly um all four of those movies were uh fairly disappointing to me <laughs> um, unfortunate ticks. I, I really uh when i first saw a trailer for don't look up i thought it had potential to be really hilariously funny and um it definitely had moments that i really enjoyed and characters that i liked but i didn't think that they I don't know. It's a weird one. I didn't like it that much. Um, it's not that I hated it or anything. It's just I can't understand how it's like a best picture nominee if that's not that good enough to be that. Dune. Well, I think it's more of a political statement that than anything well, else. Sure, I know. guess. And, and it's I not mean, a terrible and, movie. And, and I'm, oh no, 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 no! It's not a terrible movie. It's just it reminded me a little bit of of watching. Um, what was that one with Matt Damon? Elysium? Uh, Elysium, yeah. It was like Elysium. Oh. It's like a movie that had a, a very clear political message that it's going for. 
and the whole time I was well not with Elysium it was different because it was like the last five seconds of the movie that ruined it entirely but this one it was more like the whole movie but like the whole time I'm watching I'm like I, I totally get what you're going with here it's just think that you're kind of living in a dream world if you if you think that this is a proper allegory but anyway whatever forget about that the point is it's a it's a pretty decent <laughs> movie it's just not doesn't need to be a best picture nominee dune is a movie that i've been incredibly excited for for years now and i went into with extremely high hopeful expectations and it's probably the biggest letdown of the entire year for me because it should have been so much better and there's so many things in it that are incredible and it's just not telling the story properly. Uh, I mentioned this briefly to Matt earlier. Um, I mean, I, I guess I would be very frustrated if Dune won because of the fact that it's such a bad representation of the story, but more than anything, I, I can't believe it was nominated for best adapted screenplay because that's just, that's just like blasphemy. Um, so that's the thing I hope that's the thing I hope it doesn't win because it's a terrible adaptation of the story in terms of the dialogue, the choices of scenes, the things that they cut out, the things they left in. And it's just really it, it's so wonderfully cast and it's so beautiful. And it's in terms of its tone and its music, sound design, costume design everything I, I, would, I wouldn't even mind if it won cinematography because it was a great looking movie there's so much going for it but it's not correct it's got so much wrong so much missing like basically it's like if you were reading shakespeare and all the good shakespeare lines were just taken out entirely you know it's like they took everything great that frank herbert wrote and like all his great snappy lines and stuff that make they're so memorable are all gone and I honestly think they only did it because they wanted to distance themselves from the David Lynch movie, which used those lines. So they chose to remove them just to be different, which is a terrible reason to do that if you're adapting a book. But anyway, whatever. That's that's my whole take on that is just that I was very, very disappointed with it, even though it's an okay movie. And then Nightmare Alley, I actually really enjoyed. I liked the movie a lot. I just, when I saw the trailer and read, you know, that, Guillermo del Toro directed it I was like really psyched because I thought oh, this might be like another like uh, Shape of Water you know and uh, I love Shape of Water so much and it was not Shape of Water so um, that was a little frustrating it was a very good movie it just I, I had really high expectations for it too and it wasn't as good as I'd hoped but still good and then Power of the Dog was just um I'm, I'm, let's just say this, Gil, I'm glad that you also chimed in with your two bits about it because, uh, I thought I was just going to be talking bad things about it, but, um, I, I, it's not that I, um, well, what about Matt? I think he trashed. Well, no, no, no. That's what, that's what I'm saying. I knew Matt was going to say some stuff. I'm just saying, I, I hope that I, I'm glad that, uh, you know, that it, it, yeah, whatever. Anyway, um, I'm glad. Uh, I, I liked it more than the two of you, but we, I, we, I definitely, did, yeah. Well, I definitely I put it in my the bottom like the top bottom right. four or something. Well, my whole thing is that there's always going to be movies that get nominated that you don't think should get nominated. There's sometimes going to be movies that win, you know, that you didn't think should have won, and there's movies sometimes that you think 
you know, that, that should have been nominated and you get upset because something else got nominated that you think didn't even deserve to get nominated. So there's always going to be that kind of disappointment with the Oscars, no matter what, especially when you have 10 nominations, you know, and I'm not even saying that that's one of the, any of those things, the power of the dog for me, even though I thought there were some definitely redeeming qualities to it and some good things in it, whatever, I, I actually think it was a pretty poorly made movie. Now, I've never seen her other movies. I, I would. Everyone keeps talking about the piano, and I really want to see that. I'm mm-hmm. sure she's a good filmmaker, but uh, I don't think this was a very well-made movie, and I don't really feel like now is the time to go into it. But, I mean, there's just stuff <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Like, all four of the main characters have motivations that just don't make any sense. The characters are doing things on screen that don't make sense. And it's just, it, it's like... There's just problems with the movie to the point where it's kind of feels to me like it's sloppy. Like I, I, I assume you probably have to have read the book to understand why the characters are doing what they're doing because it doesn't make sense. So to me, it's just a bad movie. It's like a poorly made movie. I don't think it deserves to even be nominated. So that's my problem with that one. But uh, and it's just long and there's no joy in it at all. Yeah. Those are the four I saw. So, so far, I'm just very disappointed with the best picture nominations because they're just, I, the best one I've seen so far was Nightmare Alley. So, or I guess Dune, those two were just, I had high expectations for both and they both let me down pretty badly. So, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll give a quick breakdown. Um, Like Nightmare Alley was too long. It felt like the setup didn't need to be as long till the movie got started so it was a pacing issue there and and it was fine everything was fine the acting was fine it's just that it also felt not extremely consequential not nearly as much as the shape of water exactly but it was well made and it was. and I, I i would borderline be okay with it being nominated for best picture borderline mm-hmm. um the um don't look up um, yeah, I looked it up. Like Doctor Strange Love was nominated for Best Picture, but it's actually an amazing movie. So yes, um, yes but, exactly. Um, but for uh, but for other reasons, they they probably nominated it because it was a very topical thing, and this is True. topical. But I agree with you, and I'm very much all for you know uh, trying to mitigate global warming and all that stuff. But this is not the movie. Like this is not no. the allegory. As as uh, I'm I'm you know. I'm very supportive of of the the idea, but but it's too bad that it's just it was done so poorly. Um, and then the movie itself, it had good intentions as far as what the tone that they were trying to hit yeah. and be funny at times, but then also depressing. It just doesn't work. Like it needed to go more Doctor Strange Love. It needed to be absurd and be absurd all the way and not take itself. It took itself a bit too seriously at times. Yeah. It's okay to have a serious moment maybe near the end, which again, but the allegory doesn't make sense. But uh, but it's it just really didn't strike the right tone. And I then think you Duna, said it a lot better than me. Yeah, and then Dune, it's tough for me to judge. I do have a problem with Denise movies. I feel like also with them, they're somewhat non-consequential <laughs> at the end. Like they're really well made, but I, he's yet to make a home run movie for me, even though I consider him one of the best directors working, which is kind of depressing it means that there's like really a shortage of good directors especially in big budget movies yeah drive my car i said my piece um belfast we discussed Uh, i'm going through the list based on the thing licorice pizza the man is the bomb like you know like paul thomas anderson is is a master and i think he's proved it and they should fucking give him the oscar already because he's never won best picture uh and it's actually 
amazing if he would win it for, for something that's like a dramedy, that's actually like a humorous movie and not a There Will Be Blood type of movie, because um, he really deserves it, especially because I, I think he was cheated out for There Will Be Blood. I know No Country is an amazing movie, but I think There Will Be Blood should have won that year. In any case, uh, Power of the Dog, <laughs> yes. I, I would borderline nominate The Power of the Dog. Like I do think that it's a worthwhile movie. Uh, I appreciated it. Uh, I think it's an important story to tell, you know, about a closeted homosexual and the consequences of that, of living in a society where you can't be open and and all the fucked up things that happen with that. Uh, but yes, it was not a very good execution of that story. And uh, and there's a better movie to be made about that. That was called Brokeback Mountain, <laughs> or you know, or at least like this was a different movie, but you know, could have done, could be, yeah. could have been done better. Of the movies that I've seen, I mean, there, uh, the Power of the Dog definitely, King Richard definitely, maybe Nightmare Alley. I would have bumped them all to give Spencer a best picture oh, yes. nomination. Oh, I think we've, yeah, we've brought that up. Spencer definitely yeah. should bump uh, several of these movies off. I, that's yeah. like crazy. And by the way, I should say it now. Pig, why the fuck is that Holy movie not nominated? Holy shit, right. It's better than half the, I, I actually would take it over Licorice Pizza. Like it would be a tie for me, like with Licorice Pizza for best yeah. picture. Holy fuck. How like that what movie the fuck overlooked? is that not doing in the in the top 10? Like, that's an amazing movie. I, I don't care if it came out in fucking January. Like, what the fuck is this thing about? Like, if it's a movie that came out, like, not in September, nobody remembers it. Like, I... It just speaks poorly of our attention span as a nation. Yeah. I forget I, as a nation. Like, it's the Academy. Like, they don't look back. I mean... Right. I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> no, just I mean, Nicolas Cage easily should have been nominated for Best Actor. Uh, the movie obviously should have been nominated for best picture. It should have been nominated for best screenplay. Yeah, that movie knocked my fucking socks off. <laughs> I mean, yeah. as long as as long as we're talking about stuff that didn't get nominated that should have, I think The King's Man was probably like the best movie I saw all year. Um, <laughs> I I'm not I'm not even remotely right. joking about that at all. Spider-Man No Way Home shouldn't have won, but it, it was better than half of the movies I've seen so far uh, that were up there. Uh, Stillwater, I'm surprised it didn't even get any, like as far as I know, didn't get n even mentioned or nominated for anything. I thought Matt Damon should have gotten a nomination for that, and the movie probably should have at least been nominated, even if it wasn't going to win. I, I have conflicting feelings about Stillwater. I, 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 I mean, Matt Damon's performance... Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. Uh, the is it a spoiler to say that I saw the ending coming from a mile away? Is it no, a spoiler? I mean, no, not just really. don't say what the ending yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, if you don't say what the ending, no, it's not. no. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I, I thought it was a, a creative ending. I just now everybody's gonna be it. like waiting for it from a mile away, <laughs> right? <laughs> I just kind of saw it coming, but <laughs> that's um, a few movies are like that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, um, but, uh, but I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm never one to 
say like, oh, well, that movie was predictable. I mean, when you've seen like 4,000 movies in your life, every movie is predictable. Uh, Almost. Well, I guess uh, that kind of brings me to round up like my uh, (laughs) my breakdown of the nominees. So so West Side Story, you know, it's a movie that we knew exactly where it was going, but it surprised me like Mm. it's it was really well done. Um, I I get it that a lot of people um, Ryan. Uh, was like you know g- giving it Spielberg shit for like uh, we don't nobody ask for this remake. I was like you know Spielberg wanted to make this movie for his dad. I guess it's like their favorite musical, and he's wanted to make musical his entire life, but he could not come up with the right story that he would be committed enough. So, and he said this is the only one all these years that he wanted to make. Let the guy like you know he's the boy wonder. Let him make right. his version of West Side Story. <laughs> and you know what? He knocked it out of the park. If anybody yeah. was going to do the story any justice, uh, it's going to be Spielberg, and he did. Yeah, I, I, and the last film version is, what, 50 years old? So, you know. Yeah, and it's a classic. I think it won Best yeah. Picture. Yeah, right. which is why it shouldn't win for this one, but I, I'm glad it's nominated. Yeah, and then just to round up, so King Richard, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. uh, by it, but it was like... It just had like the right touch. It didn't go for the typical biographical stuff. Like it had like nice turns of like plot and stuff, like in good ways. And for that alone, I think it might deserve to be on the list. And then Coda, <laughs> the last one, I have a serious problem with. I actually think it's a very charming movie, but it's it's a Hallmark movie. It it's mm. it's, it's funny because we just posted a Stuck in Love episode. No, we did. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's way too, and you know what? If I'm not mistaken, the director, uh, uh, she, I think she also like grew up in the East Coast elite or something. You know, remember we in the Stuck in Love episode we were talking about that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah like, right. And the movie is in like, I think it's in like on the East Coast, like in some fishing town. And I'm like, come on, like it's a fishing town in the East. And you know, like you could go totally Ben Affleck, Matt Damon here. Like, you know, it can go gritty. And and, and they're like, a, they, they the family is is um, is deaf, so they they have to sign, and she, they have a daughter who is the only one of the family that speaks. Great premise. Now, why did you make it into a Disney movie? Mm-hmm. Why couldn't it be a bit grittier, a bit less sweet, like a, a bit you know like more edgy? I totally would have like said like that's great. Let's give it a best picture nom- like nomination. But the way it was executed, I just eh. I just don't see what people see in it. It was a charming movie, but I, 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 I feel like a movie I would have stumbled on while clicking, like, and stopping by the Hallmark Channel <laughs> during the holiday or something. Uh, but in any case, that's that's my wrap up of the nominees. Yeah. Uh, one thought that uh, I had lingering was just uh, with Nightmare Alley. I, I, I actually think that I liked the movie more than either of you two uh I but uh, 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 no, I, I, I i'm not saying that you didn't like it i'm just saying that uh, yeah. uh, obviously neither of you would be surprised to hear me say that it would have been better if it were shot on film oh yes and considering the time it, it, that it takes place it would be very more appropriate but it really would have been knocked up a notch if it were shot in black and white. Mm. 
I was I, actually I, going to ask about that because they, they had the whole thing about re-releasing it to theaters in black and white, which they did with Parasite too. And I, I was wondering what your thoughts on that because it's it seems like a weird um, thing to do. They re-released <laughs> uh, Nightmare Alley. Yeah, they had yeah, like, and, and um, it was even like I think it was at the New Beverly too, like on film they projected it. Um, the they had like a, they call it like a black and white vision. You know, it's like a version well, of the it, movie that's black and white. Oh, uh, they they did a version of uh, Mad Max Fury Road black and chrome too, but I I I didn't really feel compelled to do that. But yeah, uh, the colors are so important, like in um, yeah Fury Road. Yeah. Um, but, but I can totally but, see um, Nightmare Alley kind of well, working, I can well, see even though the color scheme yeah. was interesting. Well, yeah. well, Night- Nightmare Alley is a remake yeah, of uh, uh, of a black and white, you know, uh, film noir, uh, which, for the life of me, I can't find. I just think it would work better in black and white. I, I mean, honestly, I don't even care if they shot it on film. Even if you shoot it digitally, I think that it would just work better in black and white. I, Matt, I do. I it think, seems I like there was sentence, a. Uh, I was going to say, like, Matt. I think that that's that to, for that sentence to work properly. I think you need to say regardless of whether they shot <laughs> on on film okay. or digitally. I don't think that that it's proper for you to. I think it's a lie, basically, for uh, an unintentional lie for you to just blatantly say that you don't care if the movie was shot. <laughs> okay, because you clearly yeah, yes. care. <laughs> yes, that, that's fair. Regardless, <laughs> I think it would be better in black and white. <laughs> I guess the one advantage to shooting on digital is that you can, you know, present it in color and black and white. You can have both. Yeah. That's, I guess, one of the advantages. Well, you can but, do that with color too. That's true. It's a yeah. bit more of a process with film, I guess, but it is possible. The man wasn't there. Was shot in color, I think. Mm. It was made black and white uh, on uh, film. Yeah, that that's correct. Also, uh, Control, uh, the movie about oh, really? Ian, yeah. uh, that, that uh, the movie about uh, Ian Curtis uh, that was shot on color film and. Uh, uh, oh, also, uh, Good Night and Good Luck was shot on color film and uh, hmm. uh, processed in black and white. So, but yeah, it, it, it's possible. Yeah, oh, uh, it's been done dozens of times. I believe we uh, did it as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, Madeline was shot on, on color film and uh, processed in black and white. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to segue too far from what we were talking about, but I just felt like considering we're talking about Nightmare Alley, um, I think it's uh, worth mentioning that um, that uh, t- two of the movies I've seen for Best Picture uh, both had small supporting roles by the great Ron Perlman. And I can honestly say that he was my favorite thing in both movies. Well, yeah. he's often, uh, he's very memorable. Yeah. Um, he was outstanding in um, uh, in uh, his tiny little scene that he, a couple scenes that he was in. Uh, Don't look up. There's the some moment where oh, yeah. he, he was the, into space and the he douche. It, yeah, he's like the American hero or whatever that they're just throwing yeah. away and whatever. And he says to, on a public television or something like that. He says like, uh, uh, "Want to thank all the people." And he says like, "And the Indians." Both kinds. <laughs> and he's like, and just like out of nowhere, he just goes, huh? Or he says something like, uh, 
the ones that own quickie marts and the ones that own casinos or something like that and then out of nowhere he just goes hey why don't you guys team up that'd be cool <laughs> like yeah, the best definitely, movie. <laughs> there's definitely some some laughs in that movie for sure yeah. um one thing i should say before i forget is um so the uh, as far as like the best international feature or like foreign film oh yeah, yeah. uh just to add insult to injury for i drive my car <laughs> Not only do I don't, I don't think it should win Best Picture, but I don't think it should be, win Best Foreign Film. I, I saw The Worst Person in the World on the recommendation of uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. He was uh, advocating for that movie a lot. So even though I do appreciate Drive My Car and I didn't completely dislike it, I, I do think The Worst Person in the World is a better movie. I, I haven't seen the rest of the nominees, but but that one I would recommend to check out. I, I think it's... Um, it's definitely a, a quirky, unique movie, and actually refreshingly very engaging. Unlike, you know, not as difficult to get into like most foreign films. <laughs> Do you know is it streaming on anything? Uh, we saw it in theaters, but it yeah. might be streaming by now. So mm. I don't know. It's such a long list of movies I still want to watch. Well, it, one. Uh, sorry. Uh, I, I, no, I, it's just... streaming on uh, on like yeah, it's streaming like for rent, like six dollars seems like. But okay. yeah, one movie that I did see that's only nominated for uh, costume design was Cyrano. Uh, I don't know anything about costume design. I just know that Cyrano was a pretentious piece of shit. So uh, I I'm rooting against it. The movie or the character? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, the the movie. I'm just I mean, joking. I know. Yeah, <laughs> right. Joe Wright is pulling an M Night Shyamalan, and he's continuing to do it. I mean, he he's just getting worse and worse. Well, he oh, squeaked I, out a semi-successful yeah, uh, Darkest, Darkest Hour. Darkest Hour was was pretty awesome compared to. It wasn't the, amazing, but it was well, it was successful. You know, the funny thing is, I'm editing yeah. the uh, the one of our episodes. Uh -huh. Um, where, where we say how Joe Wright, like after he did Pan, um, like the, the, I guess, bad movie made about Peter Pan, uh, it's like, I, I, you can't go, Matt, what was it? Like Matt said something about like, should have just cast Gary Oldman, you know, and like it would have fixed the movie or something like that. I, I don't know what it was. I think because we were talking about funny games and then, and then. And then I and then I say like, well, that's what Joe Wright did. He just basically <laughs> cast Gary Oldman in Darkest Hour, and that's you know made the whole movie for him. You know, saved him from, like making another bad movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Gary Oldman's performance of that movie entirely drew the viewers' eyes away from the fact that his camera work made absolutely no fucking logical sense. Uh, yeah, you were talking about the director of The Contender and how he's continuously made. <laughs> Like hasn't made like any good movies since the contender, and and then he yeah. he says something like you should just cast Gary Oldman again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, I mean, no, no matter how much I like Peter Dinklage, he could not save that dumpster fire of a movie. Yeah, uh, yeah it's unfortunate. Um, the other ones that a, I saw he's a is great actor, uh, but he's not bulletproof. He's done some bad movies. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I saw the Lost Daughter. Was directed by oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Maggie yeah. Gyllenhaal, and it's with Olivia Coleman. She wrote it too, didn't she? 
Yeah, I, I am not sure. I believe so. Yeah, but it's. Uh, I think it might be adapted. Uh, but in any case, uh, it's it's not bad. It's not great. Um, like it's. I'm glad we uh, we saw it. But uh, but and the, the 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 it's it's complex. Like the 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 it's it's nominated for best actress, which makes sense for Olivia Coleman because it is a very complex like character. But Kristen Stewart should still win. Um, and the other, the only other one that's like I think nominated for anything is um, I saw being the Ricardos, and Nicole Kidman is nominated for Best Actress too, which I is also very deserving because she really nailed that. Like it was kind of controversial that they like you know like cast her and stuff. Like and the movie is not amazing; it's interesting, but but she's just <laughs> like really like she's like I I really feel like even as respected as she is i still think she's underappreciated nicole kidman i really think she's better than meryl streep that's how wow. much i think that she's underappreciated like wow. I, I like the roles that i've seen her in and knocking things out of the park left and right i really feel like she should have five oscars by now hmm. I, I don't know every time i see her is like how did she pull that off <laughs> it's like hmm. it's so seamless so yeah i Kudos to her, but still, Kristen Stewart. <laughs> um, yeah, one of the other things I just wanted to mention real quick is um, uh, I was I always try my best to see all of the animated feature films because um, you know there's only like five of them, and uh, this year so far I've only seen two uh, out of them so far. From what everyone says, it's probably going to be Encanto that wins, and uh, while I did think it was a pretty good movie. I think it's a little overrated. I'm not sure what the hype is all about. I think the music is a big part of it because it's well, uh, unquestionably. But um, yeah, uh, you, do you okay? Real quick, I, I don't want to get into this like that deep or anything. But um, recently, we all recorded podcast about musicals. You know, talking about the things we liked and disliked and whatever. And Matt actually brought up an earlier. Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda play, I believe. And, the Heights. Uh, yes, yeah, the, in the, in the yeah. Heights. In the Heights. And he specifically brought up one specific thing that bothered him about the movie, uh, which kind of, I guess, I could say, boiled down to unnecessarily um, unnecessary exposition being kind of just tossed out during a song where they're showing everything at the exact same time as saying it and seeing it yeah i think that you might have damaged the movie for me because about two, three <laughs> weeks, two to three weeks later after recording that i'm watching this movie in canto and to its credit and in its defense i must say that it, it the first couple songs have a massive amount of information that have to get dumped to the audience so i think it's kind of necessary yeah. but throughout the movie there is a lot of what matt described as a problem <laughs> in, the, in that movie <laughs> and i'm just kind of like watching and there's, there's all these little characters asking the main character uh girl like you know what what about this what about that and she's like singing and explaining things to them while they're showing it on screen and i'm kind of like wow this is everything matt talked about <laughs> and he's talking about <laughs> a totally different movie but um no i don't want to be too harsh on it. it just um it was it was pretty good i i don't I don't know why it's getting so much praise 
and uh, the well, for riot. a Disney movie, you know, it's um because yeah. it was almost Pixar like, and it's like uh, it was trying to have a lot of heart, and it was going for the whole like Columbia, right? I think the yeah, it's Columbia, yeah, Columbia and stuff like they're trying to get all the authenticity, and it's not Disney is not famous for doing that. It's more Pixar did it with Coco and 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 similar yeah. type of stuff. Like I guess Moana was uh, the Hawaiian Disney thing but 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 yeah it's it was really trying to be very true to the culture and all that so and people appreciate that nowadays i I guess that's true that people really do tend to appreciate that stuff it it, they'd leaned real heavy onto the culture stuff a lot so there's and i mean in a good way too and i'll Uh, forgive it for the songs because like at least it's a children's movie so you you do want to say and show as opposed to like in the heights where matt's correct you probably don't need to well, I, let's just say that I'll, I'll, I agree with you what you're saying about that. But um, let's just say that uh, there have been plenty of movies that came before it that did a better job. I, I would say, you know, that don't necessarily have that issue. The other one, the Raya, the Last Dragon one, uh, was another Disney one that came much earlier in the year. And it's a pretty much by the numbers movie. It's very predictable. Um and not super memorable i will i I think it's worth mentioning when a you know when a movie does something really um particularly well or extraordinarily well but um if there's one thing i can say about that movie even though it wasn't super memorable or or even like uh amazing or anything it it has the best fight sequences i've ever seen in an animated movie and um i i i think i'm pretty sure that has to do with the fact that they um i think they got stunt people to like coordinate the it in live action and then filmed them just like you know on on mats and stuff like that like in a gym somewhere like pretending to do the sword fights and stuff and then then used that videos to show the animators what they wanted them to do or something like that but yeah, it's uh, the the few times you get a couple of characters on the screen really like going at it with swords and stuff like that it just looks really really good. That's good. Yeah, the only other one I can mention is I saw Tick Tick Boom, which is the the one that oh, Lin Manuel yeah. Miranda directed, and uh, it was surprisingly good. Like it's um, it's Andrew it Garfield, enjoyable. right? Yeah, Andrew Garfield, who's nominated for Best Actor. Uh, yeah, definitely yeah, but, uh, uh, sings his niece... heart out that one. My niece really wants Andrew Garfield to win. Uh, because of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I would be on the fence, Andrew Garfield and Will Smith, mostly because, like, he he really, like, Andrew Garfield, like, really went, went all out there. Like, it's not just the singing. Like, it's just he really committed to that role. And it's an interesting story because the guy who, like, uh, I guess died young that wrote the, the Rent play. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, and it's very relatable to you know us as- aspiring artists and stuff. Like, cause it's uh, it's like he struggles with his career and stuff to get it going and stuff. And it's it's interesting. Um, like, it's not a slam dunk, but you know, as the first feature that he's directed, Lin Manuel, and it's not his songs. It's actually it's it was a, an interesting approach for him, like to actually try to direct someone else's songs in his first feature. I kind of want to see that one, even though it's not really in my, you know, wheelhouse or whatever. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, it might be, but but obviously, I'm sure you have other things to watch first. But maybe oh, it's, it's on Netflix. It's not, yeah, it's not. Oh, is it really? That's good. That'll help. <laughs> I, I think it is. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, it's a Netflix movie, so it will be there forever, most likely. <laughs> it's so. not high on my list, but I definitely would like to see it at some point. Yeah, I think. Uh, is there anything else we haven't covered? Um, I, I have not seen it. I don't think any of us have seen it, but just as long as we're talking about the Oscars, it's worth mentioning. Um, something very interesting and strange this year. Um, there's a Danish movie called Flee, the F-L-E-E, and it's an animated feature film that is also a documentary. So as a weird result of those odd combination of things, I, mean, I have no clue. I didn't look this up or anything, but I, I would just wager that it's probably the first film to ever be nominated as uh, an animated feature a uh a foreign film and best documentary all at the same time yeah it is uh so what was the third thing like it's not uh, it's, it's a best uh, uh independent or i'm sorry international uh, you know foreign film and best documentary and best animated oh so it's all four uh, uh, all, three, three, all three sorry it's a very odd combination of, of nominations yeah that's uh yeah I'm it's, very um, curious to see it. I just have no idea when I'll ever get around to it. I I think I I now I feel like I should see it just for that. You got to give them props right? for pulling like history, that off. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's got to see that. Who um, knows? Maybe it's yeah, who knows? Good. I might like it more than the worst person in the world. But, um, Possibly. Yeah. So, but you would think international feature film would only be a narrative, no? That's I, weird. I, it's a, that's another thing that bothers me. It's like these these things where they give international films their own separate category and documentaries their own separate category and animation their own separate category. It's it's weird when there's overlap like that. I don't know. I I'm assuming it's because best documentary could be a foreign one. Like the uh, you want to tell me that the best documentaries are all five are always in English. Yeah, like there's got to. That doesn't make sense because, like, it would be tough to squeeze in a, you know, a documentary that's in a foreign language to the, to the foreign film category. Like, the that one should be a narrative, just like the best picture is, and and documentaries should just be like all languages. I, I don't know. I agree. But uh, I guess it hasn't come up yet. Yeah, you would think there's a lot of really good documentaries out there that are in different language, and I'm sure, you know, there's people who watch them, and yeah. they win awards and stuff, so they get the attention of the Academy, and yeah. Who knows? In any case, yeah, so we went kind of long. <laughs> <laughs>